everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this very thawed Saturday. I feel like we are alive again. Tiptoe through the tulips Tip. that are still underground. That are still underground, <laughs> but are present in the stores. Happy yes, to see them are. there. Uh, I'm Stephanie March. I am here with Molly Herman today. Thank you for joining. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, it is officially also Groundhog Day, people. Just to let you know... Uh, apparently, Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, who is the official groundhog of all groundhogs, apparently. Uh, I don't know if he was elected or what, but... <laughs> chosen by his people. I think, yeah, he was chosen by his peers. Uh, he predicted an early spring this year. Hallelujah. So, uh, of course, CNN says, don't get too excited. He's usually wrong. So, <laughs> there I don't goes know. that. But I don't know. Is anybody actually holding Punxsutawney Phil to his predictions? Is anyone actually... Does he get punished? Does he get like? Does he get sent to the corner when he's wrong? What happens to him the rest of the year? He just does he live in luxury or is he just a dude in a cage? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I will Hmm. tell you this: watching Groundhog Day with Bill Murray is one of the best pleasures that you could see that in a long time. We should watch that with AJ. Funny, funny movie. It's just I think it's so great. Uh, So there you go. Guess what time it is? It's time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, will you? All right, this is the time of the show when we talk about two things that we are supremely loving or just really excited about this week. So, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. Molly's choice. Um, so... Going a little off topic, but still, it's still food, but it's... It's okay. It doesn't have to be food. Skin food. Okay. Skin, wait, what? Skin food. I know that sounds really weird. It okay. does. Let me let me explain. So, um, everybody, especially with the polar vortex, like, skin is really dry right now. Yeah, it's right? cracking off. And in the kitchen, washing our hands all the time. Um, and I am in love with... And I've been using it for years, but I just bought a new tube of it. And I'm like, every, like, three times a day, I'm putting this on. Um, it's by Waleda. I think that's how you say it. W-E-L-E-D-A, Waleda. And I get it at the co-op. And it is called literally Skin Food. And it's this ultra-rich moisturizing cream um, that is amazing. And it just completely nourishes your skin. And I use it on my hands all the time. That's a good tip. Uh, And and it's like plant-based. Oh. uh, So it's all natural. And it kind of smells a little bit like oranges, which is one of my favorite smells. Oh, I love that. So, yes, I'm very excited about that this week. It was launched in 1926. And it has been a cult favorite ever since. Rich plant-based formula transform skin to be more luminous and it's looks like it's about 20 bucks for a little like squeeze bottle it lasts a long time though because it's so rich and thick yeah uh and again you can get it at the co-op i get mine usually lake winds or seward co-op oh. um you can order it online it's obviously. a little green tube and waleda w-e-l-e-d-a we'll put a little yeah li- we'll put a link a link to put up to it. so anyway um, yeah i'm loving that skin food okay i like that uh my first one in top two in our two is actually a place that I have found out in the western suburbs. Oh. I know. Very important for those of us out there who are looking for really good Southeast Asian food. Okay. <clears throat> it's, there's just not a wealth. Like, all y'all who are eating at Kwong's, which, by the way, is uh, redecorating, which is wonderful news. Um, but there's, you know, all the great places in Minneapolis. It's hard to find. And nobody delivers, for God's sake, out, out by me, except sure. for one place I won't mention in Long Lake. That's not great. Um, so the place I do want to say you know is there, yeah, they're not listening. <laughs> um, there's a place called Trees Walk, T-R-I apostrophe S, Walk, W-O-K. Okay. It's in Wyzetta. It's actually in a little teeny tiny strip mall across from where Punch Pizza is. And so any of you Wyzettans or South, you know, West, we subbers know this. Um, and it is, I, 
here's my gig, you guys. Not only do they deliver, which is amazing to me out in my house, but they have, I went and picked up some pho from them. There's no pho out in where I live. And this was really good pho. Oh, that's exciting. It makes me so happy that I can't even tell you because... So you're going to order from them like twice a week? Well, I think with the burgeoning, you know, it's the Lunar New Year turn Mm -hmm. this next week. And they have, uh, you know, it's the year of the pig. And so I think I'm pretty much going to have them see... I'm going to see how the delivery action is from them. You know what I mean? Because I haven't... I've just picked it up. We had some, you know, fried rice. I, I don't like peas in my fried rice, but that's just a thing you have to live with sometimes, I feel like. But they've got some nice little Szechuan. They've got dandan noodles. They have uh, mapo tofu. They have, you know, spicy pork. They have chow fun noodles, if you love those. Vegetarian mm-hmm. chow fun, mm-hmm. those big fat noodles. Yep. They've got pad thai and udon as well. So I'm excited by this. This is Trees Walk. It's in Wyzetta. You know, I just think that it's like we don't have a lot of stuff out there. So I'm just being psyched. Fuh for being the win. psyched about it. Very cool. Um, can I tag on to your top two? Yes. Just because you made me think of a place I ate recently. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Walk in the Park? Yeah. Which is the best name St. ever. St. Louis Park, right. Um, so I went there for lunch recently. Yeah. And I, so it, it's, you know, Asian, sort of across the board. They have some Thai, they have some Chinese, they have all kinds of stuff. It is Americanized a Asian. Yep. Because um, their sauces are a little sweeter. and, and th- But what they are really good at, they have a ton of gluten-free oh. and allergen-friendly dishes. Oh, great. So if anybody is looking for they have a gluten-free egg roll, y'all. Oh, yo. I haven't had an egg roll in yeah. years. Right. And it was real, real good. Why wouldn't that be gluten-free? Because it's, it's, a, a, it's a pasta wrapper, like a flour oh, it's not wrapper. A rice it's roll? not a spring roll. That's oh. not a rice paper wrapper, usually yeah. on egg rolls. Okay. So they have a gluten-free egg roll that, that's real good. Walk in the park in St. Louis Park. park. It's kind yep. of over Louisiana and... Uh, yeah, Minnetonka Boulevard. Yep. And it's right... It's in a, like a sort of strip mall. Yeah. Anyway. Little area. X-Man's over there, too. Yes, it's um, right across the street from X-Man. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so what's your second one? So my second one, um, and we were just talking to Mr. Doug Flicker. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have heard that this little place called Bull's Horn mm-hmm. is just a block and a half away from my house. Yes, Bull's Horn is Doug Flicker's dive bar. It's his dive bar. Yeah. He and Amy. Amy Greeley. And uh, we're super happy to have it in the neighborhood. Um, so we go, you know, often enough. And they have a sandwich on there that I I've haven't strayed from it for a while. Oh, really? It is one of my favorite things. So it is a shaved pit ham sandwich. Oh. With caramelized onions, pickles, and a jalapeno cream cheese schmear. Oh. That sounds delicious. And if you are gluten-free, that you can get a gluten-free bun with it. What kind of bun is it? Just a regular bun? Um, just like a hamburger bun? It's a nice hamburger bun, yeah. yeah. But it's a it's a good version is of it a Is it a hot ham? And che- is it like a hot ham? It's not ham. Uh, no, it's not hot. Okay. It's not ham. It's not a ham. ham sandwich. It is a ham sandwich. Uh, it is not hot. Okay. But I just, with the caramelized onions and the jalapeno cream yeah. cheese, it is just a... That's mm, a good jam, man. It is a good bite. That is a good jam. I kind of dig that the most. Um... Okay, I have my second one is something I'm actually going to make today. And it becomes, it's here because I basically saw, uh, I still follow the rabbit hole, which, you know, of course, Thomas Kim, they they moved to, yeah, they moved to LA, which you're going to go visit them soon. I am going to go visit them. And they opened their rabbit hole in LA. It's in the La Crescent area. La Crescent. And they had a beautiful congee on the menu. Oh. And I could not stop staring at it. And I was like, God, I want congee. And as we were talking earlier about the polar vortex being a thing that like yeah. craves, makes you crave, 
you know, warm and the foods. This is a thing that I was like, God, I really want congee. And so I hadn't, I didn't have any rice and I couldn't make it. And I was so sad, but I am going to make it today. And I have a recipe, you guys, for one in the Instant Pot. Perfect. Because you don't have to, congee is a, basically it's a rice porridge. Mm -hmm. If you want to think about it this way, you cook rice slowly in stock. And so it gets a little bit kind of mushy um, and a little bit soupy. And normally if you do it on the stovetop, it takes like an hour and a half. Like it's, it's yeah, usually it's a constant. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a, and you have to stir it often. Uh, I did find a recipe and you know, Steph Meyer did this in a long time ago. She did some of this in a, in a, in the instant pot mm -hmm. too, but I had not found a recipe for it. And so I just found one and I'm excited because it only takes like, 15 minutes in the instant pot oh that's easy man i know that's and a you, little dangerous and you can cook the chicken in with it you know you instant pot the chicken and you instant pot the rice and with it's basically if you want to understand or you pork or whatever yeah you, you could do pork whatever it's one cup of uh it's one cup of rice and then it's six cups of chicken broth you know, and then it's got, you put ginger and a little salt. This one also calls for some spinach to throw in later and little toasted sesame oil, green onions, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And it just becomes this kind of beautiful thing that is sort of soupy and, and yep. warm and nourishing and just lovely. And then you can serve it. Like today, I'm going to serve it with like a couple different pots of like, you know, you can put on some, some, yeah, like, or like a hard boiled egg you can mm -hmm. put on it. You can put on, you know, a lot more greens or, you know, mm -hmm. sprouts or whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's a blank canvas. It is a blank So for canvas. those of you that have never had kanji before, like when she says rice and, and soupy, what you need to know is it, it really is truly, as you said, more of a porridge, porridge because it, the rice breaks down. So it's not like the individual grains of rice because you're cooking it so much. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's not like you're eat, you're not going to be eating a rice soup. No. Well, just for expectations. Yeah. No, it's a porridge. It, thick it, it thickens up like yeah. into that porridge consistency. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're looking for something creamy, but that's not cream. Right. That's what is great about that. Mm -hmm. And it's gluten free. Delicious. Because that's the case of people who are coming to my house today. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to do that. Um, I would say the Instant Pot group, you guys, if you want to go over there and look at the weekly dish Instant Potters, uh, just to let you know, of course, obviously good stuff happening there all the time. Um, people are, I think we're up to, uh, almost 4,700 members. Wow. I know we're, we're kind of inking up, but people have a lot of great stuff on there. We've got, uh, mac and cheese and taco seasoning in the Instant Pot that someone just put that up not too long ago. Wait, they're using the taco seasoning with the mac and cheese? Yes. Okay. I know. I know. That's kind of crazy. Um, but there's a lot of things that people are looking for and offering up, you know, good stuff. Someone made some hummus, red pepper hummus. Um, in I think in their instant pot, roasted red pepper. So does that mean that they I know, they that did the chickpeas from dry? Is that pressure why they would cooked do it? roasted red pepper hummus? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know all the good stuff. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we are actually gonna really launch into some of these Super Bowl snacking situations that you need to uh, be aware of. This is the weekly dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on your Super Bowl snacking weekend. Is it I a feel, whole weekend or just a day? I feel like it can be a weekend. Just extend it. Why not? You know, there was, there's a sort of a movement of like, shouldn't the Monday after Super Bowl be a holiday? I know. I saw that. A lot of people saying, do you call in sick? And I was like, I don't drink. I guess I don't drink. It's not for me because I don't drink like crazy. Like for Super Bowl. Yes. I'm not Sunday there night. for the game. I'm just there to eat the food. <laughs> I literally am there for the commercials and the food. That's okay. it. So you'll else. get up during the game to replenish your your food and beverage, and then just sit, make sure during the, the game. The, the, yeah, yeah, the, the game is there. The, the, the game draw. is there, so I can go to the bathroom and go to the fridge. <laughs> that is why the game is on. If I if the Vikings were in, I would probably care. 
Yes. And that is a probably. All I care about is I want the Patriots to lose. I think that there's a that's a that's a very I think it's a very common feeling. Very common I feel. just want them to lose. Um, have we talked about Sweet Victory yet? Did I mention this? Does uh, anybody? It, it it it's its own movement. It's its own movement for the Super Bowl. You know, of course, there was a petition signed mm-hmm. uh, to have the SpongeBob version of Sweet Victory. Which, if you, I don't know, have kids or I don't know, there's a certain sect of people who are <laughs> SpongeBobophiles. My family is one of them. On my birthday, the thing that I get from my children is happy, happy birthday, I'm happy sorry. birthday cake. Yeah. And it's a very important thing. So SpongeBob, of course, does. There's this great video. And if you want to Google Sweet Victory, you will know mm-hmm. what it is. And it is this performance at a football game by the band. And it's I'm everyone has said they want Maroon 5 to play it because, of course, the creator, A.J. Hillenburg, passed away. Passed away. And, and so from ALS, they got like over a million signatures. on yes, this thing. Didn't they got they? a million signatures. And there is rumors that BuzzFeed, you know, kind of put out a thing that said it's happening because basically there was like a there was like a little Maroon 5, you know, tweeted out some sort of a very like a montage of getting ready for the Super Bowl. And there's a quick three second cut of a picture of SpongeBob. in little there. flash. Oh, my God. If it happens, you guys are going to freak out. Just let I you know. I think they'll do it. That'll I really hope awesome. so. Really, really hope so. Um, OK, so Super Bowl snacking. Let's talk wings quickly. Do it. Okay, so wings, the big thing about the wings, if you're going to make wings at home, the the big thing right now, which is sort of funny that I think it's gotten a lot of like play, is do you toss your wings with a little bit of baking powder? I think no, it's baking soda. powder. It's baking soda. I don't know about that. We it's soda, that not powder. I'm pretty um, sure. Um, but everything old is new again. You I know. know. It always has these cycles, right? But this is the thing. is like That's kind of like people are talking about how if you... It is... Uh, baking soda. You are right. Um, and you toss it with a little bit of that uh, baking uh, soda with your other spices, mm-hmm. and then you put them in the oven on a rack, on like a cookie rack. Uh, cook a uh, whatever. What are we calling a this? roasting rack? No, like a little, yeah. just like a cook a cooling rack. You cooling know what rack. I mean? Yeah. And uh, you put them in a low temp oven for a half an hour to let the fat render, and then you blast them with the four fifty. And so that is supposed to give you baked get the all yeah. the fat off. Yeah. That's supposed to help get you a crispy wing and not a flabby, disgusting, mushy wing. Yeah. I can't stand those. Well, and you're a wing aficionado. Yes. I love them. and I But I don't make them at home because I'm a wing aficionado. So let me, why wouldn't you just, if you have your favorite wings in the cities, why wouldn't you just order those? Right. So I'd have to go get them. That's and true. then That's And true. then I'd also already, yeah, like have to like, I, here's my thing. And you have to heat them up. And we have to eat them. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I want a wing that's hot. That's right then. Right there. I don't want to have to like wait a drive home and then mm-hmm. heat them up again. They're never going to be as good. Mm-hmm. So for me this year, if I want wings off the couch, I'm going to do them myself and I'm going to let you know whether this works or not. So, Please do. I know. That's my thing. Um, but there's a lot of places where you can pick up. I would mm-hmm. pick up other things. Wings are the only things I wouldn't pick up, but that's a personal thing. There's a lot of places you can pick up things. Yes. Anna Molly's Barbecue is doing a big... Uh, Super Bowl menu. Yes. And you guys, if you have not had their chili yet, please do yourself a favor. Oh, you love that? That's your favorite? It is so good. Um, And and it's one of those things that reheats really nicely. And if you overbuy, like, you know, some of us may do Mm -hmm. occasionally, um, you can put it in the freezer and it freezes beautifully and comes right back out. Tastes delicious. Oh, wow. Great. Um, And it would, sorry, it'd be really good on nachos. Oh, yeah. Chili nachos Mm -hmm. is a big thing. Mm -hmm. I'm down for that for sure. Uh, John texted me. He said they are going to have at the pickup at three. 
at the trailer tomorrow, which is parked behind Abel Brewing. But they're going to have wings. They're going to have ribs. They're going to have shoulder, pork shoulder. They have hot guts, which are those sausages. Yep. They're going to have pork belly and everything else ready uh, for you to go. And, and their wings will be smoked. Yeah. Yeah. And you can grab a growler of Abel beer. Like, this is a one-stop shop situation. That's a pretty good deal. I know. So that's in Northeast at Animales Barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Did you also see that Grand Catch was doing Super Boil? I did. Super Bowl, Super Boil. You get three super pounds. Clever. You get three pounds of shrimp and, like, crab claws and, like, crawdads and all the stuff. You get a whole bunch of stuff for, like, 100 bucks. A whole boil. Yeah. A whole boil. Six potatoes, six corns. You corn. just got to, you know, get your own newspaper. <laughs> right. throw it on the table. I know. I know. I I know. That's kind of that thing. But that to me also, if you here's the thing about the Super Bowl, like if you are having a party that you kind of have to have um, foods that don't need to stay hot. Right. Yeah. Because you're not like it's not like a dinner. It's going to be a spread. You know what everybody really needs? Snack ship. A snack ship. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most fun last year. Oh, my God. Seriously, you guys? That was really cool. If I can recommend even making a small snack ship and sending me a picture, if you're trying to make a stadium, skip the stadium, make a snack ship. So will you put a link to your uh, last year's post on the Weekly Dish page? Those of you that did not see the snack ship last year. Oh, yeah. um, You need to check it out. And it's... It's pretty awesome. Here's here's how you make a snack ship, guys. You go to Devani's or your favorite sub shop and you get a bunch of subs. Devani's is great because they come in those little short, you know, they're like already kind of compact six inch mm-hmm. subs. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like, you just get like a couple different subs and you and they're they're economical. You mm-hmm. get a bunch of different subs, you stack them up into a boat shape and then you pile a bunch of great stuff in the middle of it. And then you make a sale out of Lefsa. No big deal. <laughs> And you if you get, want to use tortillas, you can make a sale out of tortillas. And you use corn dogs for oars. Corn I mean, dogs. You, you can get as elaborate as you want to be. Clearly. Clearly, you can do whatever you want. But I think, you know, making a snack ship is very Viking of us. It's yes. one of those moments where, like, if the Vikings ever get into the Super Bowl, I will make a snack ship of epic proportions. Another one. You heard it here. Yeah. You I'm just telling here. you that's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I'm excited by that. I think a lot of people do. And I also think like a great sandwich, like I would love a really big hoagie grinder, but then this is my thing. I would have that and then I'd be full. Cool. And you want to sample all the things. Really, you, need, you want some more snacky food. I do. And so that's the thing for me. Um, what about like, like dips? Like what's your dip go to? Well, besides your pickle dip that I can't stop eating. I know. Everyone um, that well, actually Naomi threw that out on the Facebook. She was like, Steph March's pickle dip. Pickle dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's my pimento cheese. It is. I could eat that all day long. That's true. What's funny is my brother texted me. He lives in Florida. He's like, I'm making your friend Thomas Bamer's uh, appetizer for Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, well, which one? Pimento cheese fritters. Oh. And I'm like, I'm, you're like, my brother doesn't sound like that, by the way. I was going to say, is your brother uh, <laughs> no, a guy no. like that? But he's my little brother. So he's I your get little to, brother. <laughs> and you just talk to him like that. I get to make fun of him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's making pimento cheese fritters for Super Bowl. Good for him. As well as smoking meats, I'm sure. He I'm loves smoking them. the meats. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about the sheet tray nachos? Because yes. if you're not doing nachos on a sheet tray... What are you doing? What are you doing? Let's talk about the cheese thing, though, because this yes. is a controversy. First of all... If you are making sheet tray nachos, the the key to this is layering. Yep. Like chips and then stuff and then chips and then stuff. And stuff that's not going to make it soggy. Soupy. Right. Yes. All the wet stuff goes on top. Yes. But what about the cheese? After it comes out. The question is, 
do you just do a shreddy? Do you just do like a sprinkling of shreddy or do you go with cheese sauce? I think I have uh, a solution. Okay. So I've, we were just talking off air, like you, you like a, a queso cheese sauce sort of thing. Yeah. Right. I actually like combo. And, and I like the shredded that gets melty and gooey and sort of holds everything together. You know yep. what I mean? Like the cheese sauce can tend to slide off, right? But when you, when you melt the cheese on it, it can sort of hold everything, bind it in such a beautiful, loving way. Yep. Um, but yeah, why don't you just do both? Why I, don't you, why don't you do like the shredded cheese and then the I cheese do. sauce? Okay. I do. I don't, to that, be honest, that's exactly what I do. So because maybe, I think, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Because I'm making nachos. That's our well, big thing. I think thing. like the cheese sauce, I like to have it to be almost like a dip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get a good nacho. I get like an entire plank yeah. and then I want to dip it in something. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've had some, and I like, I think, oh, someone else makes cheese sauce better than me. So I'll buy this cheese sauce. And it's never as good. No. It really isn't. No. So when you do your cheese sauce, do you do the whole roux and... Yes, like I do a roux. That, you do that, build that. I do the roux, right. Yeah. But then I do, and I use Monterey Jack. That's my I, choice. You know what? I always sort of mix up my cheeses. Yeah. So like last night, the one I was telling you, we, we did a mozzarella and a chipotle gouda. Oh. Together. That would be um, spectacular. And that was really good. So yeah, I think that, you know, you mix your cheeses up and maybe the, the queso is where you put your, you know... All the flavor stuff. Yeah. And then just put like your regular Monterey Jack or Pepper Jack or cheddar on your yeah. shredded version. Somebody, uh, I'm going to put up this thing about 50 Super Bowl foods and it's from Bon Appetit and because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Okay. But onion rings? Oh, Someone's no. going to fry up onion rings for your Super Bowl party? No, that sounds horrible. That sounds like a nightmare to me. It's funny because one of our our most uh, treasured super, or not Super Bowl, but just football snacks because we're a big football family, yeah. college football, is tater tots. And I I made them for the college national championship game, yeah. and we didn't eat all of them. And I was like, why did I do this? So it's yeah. nachos for Super Bowl for okay, us good. this year. Uh, what about tater skins? Oh, people yes. never. I feel like nobody eats those anymore. I feel like that was so the eighties, and nobody nobody talks about tater skins anymore. AJ might lose his mind if I make. The I tater know skins. there's they're in that fifty bone appetit thing. That's that a I'm good idea. Up. Why did I not think of that? I know a little bacon, a little huh. cheese, sour cream, green onion, sour cream, green onion. Yeah, literally. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm really good. getting hungry. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have Corey Meyer from Create Catering who is doing something very good, and so he needs to be lauded. We will be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Just picture hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, if you've missed any part of this really, really intense po- or, uh, show, we've Super talked intense. all about cheese sauce, then you want to make sure to dial up on the old podcast because that is available on Podcast One or wherever you get podcasts. Or if you want to listen on demand, you can check out my talk, 1071.com. All right. We are being joined in studio, you guys, by a couple of friends, and we're so happy you guys are here. We have Corey Meyer of Create Catering. We also have Margie Rask from the Eastside Neighborhood Services. And you guys have teamed up to do something kind of special. But first, I want to say, Corey, you weekly, weekly dish uh, listeners remember that we did a blind tasting at your spot, which is sitting at your kitchen and letting you just kind of cook for craziness. Right, and, absolutely. And uh, we did that, what was it, like a year ago? I think it was. Yeah. I think I've been doing this now two years or maybe three years. So describe what exactly a blind tasting is. So it's this situation that you get into where you <laughs> you have, you kind of, you have to have trust. You leave it all up to me. You come in. And I generally say, if there's a dietary restriction, the whole group has to eat the dietary restriction. So if you're gluten-free, the whole group's gluten-free for the night. Yeah. But I throw together all these super creative dishes. It's five courses generally. It's generally paired with wine or beer or sometimes cocktails. We did cocktails the other night. Yeah. 
and um, you don't know what you're getting until you sit down. And so a lot of it for me is I like to challenge you a little bit, but like I've said, I will never give you an unfamiliar dish in an unfamiliar preparation. So it's a nice, easy way to learn. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, and we've sort of, so we sat down and we had, how many people we had? Like, I think we usually, 10? we do, tw- you do 12, 10 to 12 is the max. Okay. 12 is the max. Yeah. And you're sitting around the counter of the kitchen. So yep. you guys are cooking and preparing and plating all in front of you. And you guys are, and the, and the eaters are kind of all around the edge of it. And yeah. You, super engaging. Yeah. And our kitchen faces out and we cook everything right there. We plate everything right there. Um, the other night we listened to a whole Led Zeppelin track all night, like the whole album. That's all we did. And we cooked and it was awesome. And the thing is also when you're in the create, when you're in the dining studio, this is, you are, it's basically like you have a little restaurant to yourself. There's like, it's a big room there's, and you're just in there at the kitchen counter. And so it's kind of, it's a private experience. That's really special. It is. And the, the neat thing too, is that we, I never do a dish again a second time. So really, so these dinners are always one-off dinners. We're never repeating anything. the The whole night is like a one-off evening. Yeah, and it's very special. It's really cool. And so, do you really buy cool. individual tickets, or is it a private event for you have to? So for do this the whole one, group? for this one, we're doing them all as it's one whole dinner, uh, twelve guests. It ends up being, I think, twelve hundred dollars. So it's a mm-hmm. hundred dollars a person plus mm-hmm. tax, but. It's five courses, and the whole thing is either wine, beer, cocktail, that kind of vibe, paired. Sometimes it's a mix, whatever. But the cool thing with this is that we've I've reached out to a bunch of other of my purveyors and uh, breweries and wine reps, and everybody's throwing in together, and it's turned into this really cool opportunity. So this is they're you're doing these blind tasting dinners, and they are in uh, support of the Eastside Neighborhood Services. And Margie, tell us a little bit about what Eastside's done because you guys have been around for a while and you do great yeah, stuff. Yeah, thank you, and thanks again, Corey, for all of what you're doing for Eastside. So yeah, Eastside has been in the neighborhood for gosh over a hundred years. Um, started with the settlement home movement, and then just evolved with the community and what the community needs. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, we have just a plethora of programs and services um, that connect people to the stability they need to thrive, such as education, um, a full vamp child care center, employment programs. We have a camp giving uh, kids a nature experience outdoors in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Family healing model um, and serving older adults in new capacities, new ways. We just got exciting news um, with a Live Well at Home grant to do a caregivers program, uh, intergenerational. So working with um, all ages to really support families and, again, provide those services that people, you know, might think they need or might not know they need until they see the resources available. It's true. There's and there's, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of need and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who struggle with, you know, even though while we hear the news of how the economy is so great, there's people who struggle on different levels. And, and I love the intergenerational thing because really it's all ages and all levels. And I love that you guys have always been a resource for people to kind of come to and say, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. How can you help? And you guys have always offered a lot of great things. Agree. We were talking about how just the Northeast neighborhood too has really had each other's backs. And I'm really, really proud to serve um, Northeast and all of Hennepin County. And that intergenerational piece that you were talking about, if you were to come over during lunchtime and see our lunchroom, you'll see our seniors eating lunch with our preschoolers. Yes. So it's really Mm -hmm. cool just to kind of make those intersections of people to be together and those organic relationships that happen, similar to what I'm sure happens at the table of what you're doing for the blind table. 
tasting, you know, just bringing people together and well, uh, having conversation about how we can be stronger. And I think that there's something to say, too, about, you know, not having, uh, you know, this sort of faceless government organization that mm-hmm. you have to. I think there's a grassroots thing to a lot of these community organizations that really mean a lot to people. And that's why what's great about, you know, local businesses throwing in and saying we can help. How can we help? Right. And mm-hmm. so you guys, how did you guys hook up? How was it just, <laughs> we met in the hall. Uh, it was, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, it was pretty funny. We, I was doing a blind tasting and I had six or eight months ago started this brainchild. Mm-hmm. And at one of the, the blind tastings, one of my guests, Bob Foster, was on the board. Yeah. He said, I told him about, I told the group about this idea that I had and I was trying to slowly start to pitch it because I didn't really know what kind of monster it could become. Right, right. And he's like, I'm on the board of Eastside. You should check it out. I said, oh, that sounds good. So then that's kind of sparked everything, which was really, really nice. Right, right. But we were talking earlier. I, for me, it's this, it's this neat thing where it's super humbling for me to know that I have the gift of gab. I can get a bunch of people together. Yeah. And with my two hands can make food or make an opportunity to give money to something else is... Pretty, pretty cool thing. It's pretty cool, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you're now you're basically just selling the tastings. There's not single tickets at this one. You're just selling. We're just the selling whole the package. tastings. Yep, package. you got it. Yep. So it's on February 9th, 10th, 12th, 13th, or 15th, and the you know the start time is up to you. It's pretty flexible. But this is one of those things that you uh, you want to get your friends together. You want to get your company together. You want to have raise funds for it. However, you want to do it. This is an opportunity to have something to go for you know, to kind of do as a, as a group effort. Right. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tons of fun. I'm, I'm really excited. It's you and you say you can write it off with your taxes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I was yeah. actually going to ask that question, but I didn't want to <laughs> go there. Good. And you've already sold Valentine's day out already. Yeah, I think we've sold three days already. Oh, you and have. Okay. So what is, so, so do you know what's seven, left? So I'm doing seven days in a row. Okay. Starting on the ninth. Okay. Um, obviously I'd love to get the, the ninth is going to be like the, the first kickoff. One. The Absolutely. kickoff, right. Yeah. So you want to get the, that sold. The nice thing with this is that I, I mean, it's a five course dinner and I've already started a catalog list and I've got, I've got to come up with 30 new brand new dishes. Yeah. Wow. By Saturday. You're right because you can't, <laughs> you're not repeating. This is a good challenge. This is a creative challenge, right? It is. It is. I've got some, I've got some really good ideas. I've got a couple of. Um, mystery kind of things that we're gonna get into, yep. and some themed things, and it's it's gonna be super fun. I think I'm gonna actually throw together a bunch of playlists too, so each night's yeah. gonna be really different. I love that. It's or awesome. I mean, like, harkens back to Birdie a little bit. With I know the vinyl and the. Could you? I mean, like, but let's say this: you could have a table. Like, if someone buys a night, they could bring their own, you know, record player or whatever, and they could Absolutely. like do their whole. They could decide. You could decide a theme. They could decide like a outward theme, and then you can kind of play it with that. For a minute, we started talking about. About what how it could be also engaging. I think I'm going to reach out to all of my yeah my guests that purchase and yeah. then just have a conversation before I roll into Saturday. Yeah. But I was thinking it would could be fun too if they kind of named the theme and yes. I had to also spitball oh, off. Yeah. Of That's what, what I was, was thinking. Happen. Like if I bought one, I would say, Corey, we're going to do this. We're going to have an '80s theme where I'm going to play. I'm going to ask all my friends to give me three of their favorite '80s MP3s. Yeah. Yeah. I will program a playlist, but you ha- you will be the only one who knows the the songs. Right. And so then you would have to then make your dishes around that thought process, That's which cool. would be so much oh, wow. fun. Don't you think that'd yeah, be great? Absolutely. Yes. And I'm Dress game for. I'm game for. You're totally so. game. Which 
which is that's the yeah. best part is because you totally well, are. I think, and it's exciting for chefs when you get to create something outside of what you know you, you can make the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, absolutely. So the, sort of flexing your creative muscle, and I think that's also what uh, the Travail Boys are are doing with this residency thing, right? They, yeah. They want to change it up because they don't want to get bored. They want to see what they can do. Yeah, no, that's for sure. All right, you guys, I love this idea. So I'm going to put the event right up. It's called the Blind Tasting Charity Dinners. It's happening from February 9th through the 15th. Is that what we said? And although there's a couple days that are already sold. Yep. So you want to make sure that you uh, get, you can either, you know, it looks like you can buy your tickets directly through this Eventbrite or you can give them a call and talk them through it uh, and talk to Ed Julie. And I'm going to put all of this up so that you guys can see it. Thanks, you guys. Awesome. awesome. Thank for you being, so much. Thank you for doing good stuff. Thank and you so much. same with you, Margie. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank we'll you. be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. We have had such a great show today. Thank you, Molly, for being here. Thanks for having me. Is it almost over already? It is almost over. It goes so quick. I know. It's so fast. Those two hours, they just go wham! Um, and there's a lot of good stuff uh, happening in town. Um, you know, besides Super Bowl. By the way, if you guys want to call in, if you have any other questions about Super Bowl, we kind of, mm-hmm. all, you know, we've been talking about it all day, but we kind of just kind of quick through that one. So 651-641-1071 if you have any cooking questions or anything like that for it. Um, I did ask Corey Meyer, by the way. He thinks that he is going to be making clam chowder. <laughs> chowder. Chowder as his Super Bowl treat. And Margie believes that hoagies are going to be her, her... Yeah, she does a whole sandwich bar, like a sandwich spread sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I love that idea, by mm-hmm. the way. I used to, We used to do that for election night. We would have like, you know... Oh. We would do one soup, you know, like a yeah. good big pot of soup, and then all the sandwich fixings that you could possibly want to put together and yeah. then let you do your own sandwich. Mm, what about a grilled cheese bar? Yes. And then just let everybody, when you want your grilled cheese, just you know, have a skillet set up. Or a, I like that. Yeah. I do. I just also like not cook, like something that's not hot like that. Like a pot of soup you can set on the stove, but yep. like grilled cheese is always very it to me is hard to i don't get my grilled cheese you're having a temperature thing i do well i might i have a lot of issues with the temperatures at the house i'm living (laughs) in a lot of issues period i have a lot of issues that's why i have a radio (laughs) show to talk about them (laughs) i get to um yeah that's pretty much that for sure um so okay so let's see what do we have going on this week what did doug flicker say he was making for super bowl did we go over that cheese dip Cheese dip, that's right. Yeah, okay. a, the queso. A queso dip situation that is, yes, yes. you know, got to be good. So I was going to ask you a wing question, but I think you thought I was going to ask a different wing question. So now I'm going to ask it. Okay. Uh, you said that there was somebody making wings in the Instapot. Yes. And I wanted to talk through that a little bit because I don't understand how that's going to work. Like, to me, those are going to be mushy wings. Uh... And maybe there are people that like mushy wings, not crisp wings. Here's the deal. There's, I mean, when I just Googled wings in the Instant Pot, there's a whole bunch of them. It's the thing to do. I mean, they're like, there's, it looks like it's, Melissa Clark has Instant Pot's spicy Asian chicken wings. Now, maybe they're not super crisp. Uh, she says, she says just a few minutes under the broiler gets them nice okay. and crispy. And these are sauced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it looks like so she does them in the, in the pot. And then she does, uh, yeah, they're marinated. She's got like a soy sauce, you know, kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. And then, um, and a glaze. And then she says to finishing, it's uh, all about just sticking them under the broiler. Okay. Yeah. So it just speeds it up. They're, you're just cooking the wings in the Instapot, cris- crisping them in the oven. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like you're marinating them uh, for 30 minutes. And then this is Melissa's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you are, uh, yeah, you're putting on high pressure for three minutes is what it says. 
That's super fast. That's insane. You could make batches and batches of wings. I know. Okay. Yeah, that says... Maybe I I understand now. Yeah. Okay. That one is with like a a glazy thing. But here, let's see if there's a buffalo one. Um, There seems to be... This one basically says that if you're going to do the Instant Pot... Um, with you, and that's like just putting in. So you put the water, the chicken wings, and the buffalo sauce in there. Um, oh, so it sort of cook on high pressure for ten minutes, and then, um, yeah, okay, no, that's just putting them in that. And then it says to basically re- put them on a foil lined sheet in the under the broiler again for five minutes. Okay. This, I don't know. This is seems like not long enough for me. It feels like these. I want them crisper. I. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the weird things. Like, you got to figure out how crisp they go. Although the picture looks pretty crisp. Also, if you get, I will warn you that some wings are fattier than others. Like some True. chicken, I got mine from the from the butcher, and theirs are vacuum sealed, and those are from straight from the butcher. Right. And they, those are a fattier chicken. Then mm-hmm. if you pick up those smart IQF ones, you know the individually quick frozen ones yep. that you get at uh, Lunds and Barley's. I know they had bags of wings. Those are going to be less fatty, so you don't have to render them as long, I think, and and worry about they will get crisper faster. Right. I don't know. Well, and you are a flats girl. I you am. like the wings, not the drummies. I like the flats, not the drummies. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't not like, no, that's to be clear, it's not that I won't eat the drummies. <laughs> I will eat the drummies. If they're there, they will be eaten. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like, because sometimes you don't control it, like especially right. when you go to places and they throw them down and you're like, um... I'll just have what, I mean, it's whatever you get. So I kind of feel that way. I do think it's weird when you get like a whole battered wing, like a whole, like not weird, but it's like, it's harder to get at those drummies. It's harder to actually Mm. get the meat out of it because there's so much breading. Yeah, it feels like that. That's my gig. What about hot sauce? What Are you like a Frank's hot sauce human? I love Frank's. I Um, love Frank's. For for like a straight hot sauce. Yeah. I mean, and I, I am a Tabasco girl because I grew up in the South, but I only use Tabasco in certain instances. So Frank's for my wings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do love Cholula, though, because it has a little different flavor. I'm a little bit sad we didn't ask about Cholula when Mike Brown is here. He hates it's Cholula. Cholula. Oh, my God. He went on a rant about it. He did. And I, I don't have any feelings about Cholula in the negative or positive, it kind of just is there. Yeah. But there's a hot sauce, Valencia, I think it's called. Oh, that's a good one. I am addicted. I just ate it on my frozen pizza last night. I just yep. dipped everything into it. I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, I'm in. And it's in more in that Frank's vein. That sort it of is vinegar, a little bit. It has a little bit of that vinegary. Yeah, but it is definitely more... Um, yeah, it's hotter, actually, I think, mm-hmm. than Frank's. But mm-hmm. I do love Frank's hot sauce. Yeah, it's hard to, it's wing hard to, sauce. It's hard Frank's to beat buffalo it. wing sauce. Yes, it's like hard to beat it for what you're wanting to eat. When you're wanting Frank's, you know, that flavor, yeah. it's hard to beat Frank's for that. What about like buffalo wild wings? Do you ever go there? No. They have so many sauces, but everything is like weirdly creamy to me. Like I wonder about or that. I would think they would be overly sweet as well. I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, there are plenty of people who love it. I'm yeah. not, I mean, I get it. But I just remember like the one time I went when they opened one of their little quick spots mm-hmm. and we got some of the hot sauces, but they were all like really creamy. They were thick mm. and creamy. And I thought that was weird to me. Yeah. There, And I don't need mine to be super thin, but I just don't want it to be creamy. like mayonnaise. Yeah. Because mayonnaise is an instrument. Yeah, no, I have not. Um, one th- couple things to let you know that are new in town to let you guys know. Uh, Copper Cow Kitchen and Bar. 
Your son, by the way, texted me and asked me about the donut burger. There. I know. He was sort of enamored with that uh, very video excited of that you. He and I might go eat uh, donut burgers together. Go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not your scene. But I love this cute little place in the suburbs. Uh, the Copper Hen kids opened it up, and they are having a great time. And yeah. they had... Here's the funny thing. When you open a restaurant during the polar vortex and all the schools are closed and you're in the suburbs and you have burgers and shakes, you get guess how many people. people show up? <laughs> 500 people show up. Wow. 500 people what show up for opening, a man. 30 seat restaurant, you guys. Wow. I'm saying it. It was, we like to say JFP here. Well, and you can guess what the F is. I think that they, uh, I mean, they have a little monopoly out there too, don't they? Because there's not a lot of places. No, but that, that little go? clutch right there, they have unmapped brewing is across yep. the road. The Delser empanadas are up there. There's a, there's a Gina Marie's pizza place. There's the Gold Nugget which is a burger place and a good bar up the okay. road. So they're, they're they're in a good mix where there's enough people. Like if you can't get in there and you're like, oh, bummer, you could find something else and then right. come back to that area. Okay, good. But I like that. Um, here's something really good to know. Did you know Cajun Twist is open finally at the Theodore Worth Parkway? I do because I read your feed uh, newsletter yeah. on Friday. Yeah, um, they have been wanting to be open for a long time. There's a lot of uh, Cajun stuff happening in town still. There really is. There actually, really is. Isn't Shockingly, it? right? Yeah. But that's like we're saying with Grand Catch. You can go get this place is great. You can go get hush puppies and Nolan's dogs and they've got seafood boil and all this fine stuff. I think if you were cross country skiing and like doing all like the winter exercise and a seafood boil, I would be down for yeah. sitting down with some hush puppies and a Nolan's dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, also in Stillwater, very important to know Lolita Cantina is open. Yep. And that is the new street food eatery from Lolo American Kitchen Guys, uh, Joe and, and Bob, I think. They took over the Pearl and Thief spot, yes. They did. And they are uh, they are open and they are ready to serve. I'm kind of excited to go try them, to try their stuff out. They've got tons of tequila, by the way, also in Mezcal. They're doing a bunch of fun things that way. Um, I don't know. It seems like this is the year of the taco shop, though, yeah? It seems like we've said that every year, though. I know. I mean, but there's this a lot. Seems people love tacos, uh, and that was a quick turn on that yes. restaurant. So they did also they have changed very much. They I'm have guessing? rice bowls. It was they kind of did a quick little pretty change. Okay, on. little refreshing, refreshing. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining, Malls. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Everybody, go up and fry up your wings and sit on your couch and have a great Super Bowl. Happy Super Bowl noshing. Happy Super Bowl noshing. All right, everybody. Ciao, ciao.